guys are going to have to step up and we're going to have to find ways to, to keep moving forward offensively and to play well. There's no excuse for a guy going down. No one really cares in the NFL if you get a guy hurt. There's no excuses to not to not perform and to not produce. So we understand that and the guys are going to step up and we got great players and that's why you have depth because in this sport, you know, you can't take anything for granted and you, you, it, you're not, never going to have a guy for the whole season guaranteed. Anything can happen at any moment. That's why guys have to be prepared. We got a lot of confidence in CJ, you know, what he's done here. Obviously his, his history, it, you know, you look at the, the, the week of, you know, he didn't have any snaps with our offense. He hasn't had any snaps with our offense, really. And, and you go out there and that's part of being a backup quarterback. You've got to be ready to go. You know, if, if the case this week where he, you know, he'll get all the snaps today and we'll see how the week goes. It doesn't matter what these other teams do. We're good enough to beat anybody on any day and we have to do that and we didn't do that last week and we get another opportunity to this week we still control our own destiny but we can't worry about teams from behind us because that's what that adds pressure adds anxiety and you just worry about playing one week at a time it doesn't matter we've already played houston twice we've already played indy twice we got tennessee later in the year and uh, we're not gonna get another opportunity to play those guys so we can't focus on what they're doing or how close they are to us we got to take care of business on the field each week and that's our responsibility 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Hold my pocket. Dylan Denmark. Uh, we didn't have time to get one made for Aaron Beasley. How about that? I guess he's more of a guest than a host today because uh, I've been informed he's got a tea time, Tommy. That's right, he does. <laughs> he does. We got priorities up around these parts. So, uh, good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Keys to Victory yeah, Friday. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith. You always get Tommy Mack and uh, brought a former teammate of yours along for the ride. Huh? Killer baby. Killer's Kill- in the house. Killer B's in the house. What's That's up, right. Aaron? How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, me and Tom, tell them about them workouts we used to have in the summer on the beach. We did. And the dune, they used to, they actually, remember we were running on the dunes and the lady came up. She's like, you know, it's illegal to run on our dunes. We're like, really? We're running up the hill, like getting a workout in. So then we stopped doing that. But then we get in the soft sand and we do all these drills and runs. The difference was bees would barely touch the sand. Ah. And me and Wade and the others would be like, deep. <laughs> <laughs> it was like running Over. in mud. And he was running on air the whole time. It wasn't ah, fair. You had great calves after that, I'm sure. So <laughs> it was all worth it, man. It was. We ha- did get after it. Uh, bees, how are you, man? Uh, it's good to see you. Good to have you in town. And uh, just how's life for Aaron Beasley? Right I'm now. good, man. It's it's been a year since I've been back. I moved back down here last November, and it's just, man, I just love the energy back being back in the city. You know, it's, the teams winning, um, and, and I just I just feel like I can bring some good stuff like with what I'm doing business wise, and I'm just I'm just happy to be back. I love being something about Jacksonville. It brings it all you guys, or a lot of you guys, back, or yep. some of you never leave, man. But uh, it's it's nice to be in a. You know, a place like they say where everybody knows your name, right? That's yeah, right. Exactly. I, that's the one thing I know is like I um I ran into Harold Carmichael, you know, Jackson, yeah, oh yeah, the Jacksonville absolutely. guy up in right. Philly. I was at right. a Philly golf tournament and I told him I moved back down here and I was telling him how funny it is I'm like, You're from Jacksonville, you live in Philly, I'm from Philly, and I'm moving to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. And he was the first thing he said, Stay where you played. You yeah. know, because yeah. that's where you can have a better post career, you know, when when people know you and that's that's the one thing I want to bring. Like, it's not about me down here for money or anything. I, like, I love training kids, and I want to have a place where I can be like, yo, we're going to turn Jacksonville into the number one football city for high schools. That's what my goal is. And yeah. we, got, we got some raw material here. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Without a doubt. Tony knows. He sees it uh, despite. Oh, yeah. We lost. Uh, St. Augustine lost uh, to Mainland yesterday. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They were uh, pretty much a juggernaut. This Bill goal right, right at the whistle. Yeah. Really? Got him. Wow. Yeah. 
That yeah. was last night. That was yesterday, yesterday. afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Is Ma- anybody in it? Uh, Mandrum plays today. Oh, all right. Yeah. And uh, who who's tonight? Uh, uh, Bradford. 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 County, Bradford yeah, okay. Right. Who's I, Mandarin? Guy? I knew it was a B, but I knew it wasn't Baldwin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, are these the finals? <laughs> Sorry, pockets. Yeah, the state finals. finals. Yeah, yeah finals. It. Yeah, man. For the whole ball oh, wax. Wow. Man. So cool. well, good luck to the Mandarin Mustangs. Well, bees, we're gonna keep you. We will keep you here all morning because we know you do have uh, some activities. I got, to house, I got a house to hit. By the way, uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where are you playing? You want to share with us where you're playing? I'll be at uh, Southampton today. Ah, yeah. Nice. Everybody loves Southampton, yeah. man. Yeah. You know why? Because it makes you feel good about your game, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I know where to go. I know where to go. We all know the place. Southampton, and yeah. it's a it's a fine track. There's no question about it. But let's talk about what you saw, and with Tommy, obviously, we'll talk with you yep. for the next couple hours. I know you guys dug into it on your podcast, I'm sure. But yep. Aaron, we've had several occasions coming off the Kansas City game. Jags basically laid kind of an emotional egg right against mm-hmm. uh, Houston. Didn't show up intensity wise. The San Francisco game out of the bye, same mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know if it was a lack of intensity, but Got pushed around on both lines of scrimmage oh, on Monday was- night, I, 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 which with all the conditions setting up, you know, playing for the number one seed in the AFC, uh, you're at home, haven't been on Monday night in so long, you're playing a team who's lost their quarterback. How do you get that kind of performance? Is that just the NFL and we got to just deal with the fact that it's a week-to-week league or, or is there something fixable in what we saw from the Jaguars on Monday night? I just think, there's so much talent in this league nowadays that anybody can win any game. You know, who who would have thought Kansas City would have lost to Denver, you know? So, uh, I just think any team can win because if you don't bring your A game and you don't play your best every play, then things like that happen. I mean, we scored 31 points and we lose. I can't put that on the offense. You no. Know? That's no, the one no. thing. Because sure. I mean, our goal was always 17 or under. Yep. And, you know, to give up 34 points to a backup quarterback, that's not good. Yeah. When when you've got a guy like Jake Browning who starts out the game going dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, everything's short, and then he hits a big play to chase. Like, as a defensive back, what are you doing? Are you begging your coach to, to let you get up there and, and, you know, just like check him right at the line of scrimmage? I mean, what else can you do? It just seemed like every time Browning dropped back, you had somebody cutting across the middle five yards deep. Yep. It was wide open. He'd get tackled after a couple more yards, but those six, seven-yard gains keep moving the sticks, exactly. right? And that's the one thing. It looked like they were always a play ahead of us, you know, with, the, with their play calling, you know. Yep. We would call someone D, and they had the perfect call for it every time. So yep. it's just hard when when you don't got guys in, in the quarterback's face. He can just pat the ball. Yep. There's a hole in every zone. Yep. And – they showed it. <laughs> yeah, Monday especially night. with no pressure. Yeah. I mean, and the couple of times, you know, Jacksonville didn't blitz a lot on Monday night. But the couple of times they did, they got burnt bad. Yeah. Right? Like, it was it was just too easy to see where it was coming from. Exactly. And now you have a young quarterback that's like, oh, he vacated that zone. That's where I'm throwing the ball. Yeah. Like, he was comfortable enough that even when they tried to bring some heat on him, he was very comfortable with the read. This is where I have to go with the ball. Because they didn't get to him early. Like, it felt exactly. like... One of those games, you got to hit him early, and maybe yeah. you get him off his game. It's funny, I just said that. Like you, you got to get a guy like that out of his element right away. You know, you don't want him comfortable because now, I mean, every quarterback knows the coverages. You know, you see the guy go to the middle; it's probably a cover one or a cover three. You see the guy split; you know, cover two. And we didn't disguise it all. He had his read right away. Yep. I was, I was watching from the um, the terrace suite. You know, I can see the all twenty-two angle. Yep. 
And I'm looking, I'm like, man, I know what coverage they're in, so he knows it. Right. No so, disguise, that exactly. type of thing. I think it also just, I mean, we talked about the physicality, you know, like even the offensive line, like, come on, like Sheriff Fortner, you know, that it, it, it's got to be better. Now, here's the thing. You got to wonder. I just thought, it. like, look, Doug, he's passed first. He, he said that publicly, right? Like, hey, man, we're not a lineup and pound it mm-hmm. and do this. We're going to pass it first. We're going to zone block our run game. Maybe it's okay if we're not as fit. As long as we score more points than the other team, who cares? I don't. Right. I'm not. I'm speculating, which I shouldn't do. But you know, it feels like maybe that's part of it because they aren't. They aren't that rough and tough. You know, the defense was it, it for a while, but it wasn't Sunday night, no. and that was shocking and too. They have all season not been able to impose their will on anybody with the run game. Well, I'll say this: every team that's beaten them out physical them. From the get, like San Fran was all over right play. from the get go. <laughs> what right. do we got this week? Very Same. physical Same. Cleveland team. No, I know, and right. a QB that can whip it if you let him. I mean, he'll he'll kill you. Well, they, they'd love to play it in a phone booth too, and right. make this about the line of scrimmage. You're right, and uh, you know it's supposed to be typical Cleveland December weather. Yep. You know, nasty slobber knocker game. But Tommy, what you see from the linebacking core yep. on Monday night? I mean, you know, this is a team that had struggled all year to run the ball. They basically matched their season high. Yep. And when you add in what Browning added in scrambles, they had their best rushing game of the year. Yeah, I don't. I, they were taking on blocks way too far away from the line of scrimmage. They were getting caught up. They weren't – look, and the defensive line did no, no favors. Look, I always believe linebackers only as good as your defensive front. It's like a running back with an offensive line. Yeah, you, need, you need those guys to keep big dudes off you so you can go make plays. And when I got to take on that guard, I got to take on – that center, and I'm not meeting them at the line. I'm catching them at three, four, maybe five yards. They're getting three, four, five yards every carry. And overall, look, Mixon didn't kill him, but he killed him enough. You know what right. I mean? Well, not only I mean, Mixon, but Brown as Brown well. Brown averaging too, yeah. almost did. seven yards a I carry. Know. I know. You know, it's terrible. But look, look, all you can do is bounce back. I, I think. Uh, look, offense, like B said, you score 31 points, you've done enough. Defense, let's get back to when you were sh- – by the way, have you looked at their yards per carry given up? It's now creeping up to 4.1. Remember, it was at 3.6. Right. It's little by little. So we got to shore that up, man, if we're going to do something. Yeah, look, this, these are the kind of games we thought they'd be playing at the beginning of the year, right? Right. We did. We right. thought the defense would – we thought we'd have to outscore teams in the 30s mm-hmm. quite yep. a bit. Right. And then you got conditioned to expect something completely different. Mike yeah. Caldwell yesterday basically said, I don't know what the hell happened to the run defense either. You right. know, uh, so we'll hear from Caldwell <laughs> and Press Taylor Whoa. later on the show. <laughs> right? I mean, not not a not a great sign, but no. uh right. let's take advantage. Aaron Beasley's gonna stay here for one more segment to yep. the bottom of the hour. So if you've got a particular question for Aaron or a comment that you want his thoughts on, uh take advantage on the all pro roofing phone lines at six four one ten ten. Same number for the Text line designed by Light Tommy Closures, where somebody says, "Can you guys tell Tommy Mac I love his show?" So oh, whichever show thank they're you. referring to, thank all, you. all your many it. shows, I am doing one a every bunch day. Of shows, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is your show. This is a show. So I, I love the show this too. One that they love, but it could <laughs> I think be, they do love this. It could one. be the horse's mouth. It could it be. It could be your podcast. Love it all. Could love be a lot of things. So, and we love the fact that Jacksonville meant something about it. Another. Great Jaguar comes home and Aaron oh, yeah. Beasley to home. to, to make glad he's home. Duval glad he's uh, his home. permanent locale. And yep. uh, let's take advantage of him here in studio today. Tony Smith, Mike Dempsey, and Dylan Denmark here with you as well. If you want to hit us up on social media throughout the course of the program, you can do that at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, at Meathead 55. 
at Killer Bees 21. Uh, make sure you get B-E-A-S spelled correctly in there. And, of course, at 1010XL Denmark. Hold my pocket. All right, uh, Jaguars, today we're ready to roll. So uh, light those phone lines up. Let's talk a little Jaguar ball with Aaron Beasley before he goes chases that other ball around uh, the golf course. <laughs> All afternoon long. Yeah. You're listening to Jaguars today on a Keys to Victory Friday. So give us your Keys to Victory as well as uh, we'll do a Keys to Victory roundtable as we always do to wrap up the Friday show. But we'll ask Aaron what are some of the uh, key points in defeating, hopefully, the Cleveland Browns this week other than simply having number 16 available oh, yeah. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Mac in the middle, Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Of all things, uh, we had a discussion of the vacation movies yes. on the break right there. So uh, you, never that know. One. you never know. You never really That's know. That's always not on, though, right? We don't no, know. No, no. It, no, the camera's off. Okay. We think. Pockets. We're, we're good. We're good. We are all good, I promise. Make sure you take care of pockets around holiday time. Okay? Oh, I will. You know, build, I'll, I'll line his pockets. Build those pockets. <laughs> <laughs> he, is prote- he is the, uh, uh, the last line of defense here for the fellas. Nice. All right. Uh, uh, let me just ask you this one, guys. It's kind of a lighthearted one uh, before we get a little further into the breakdown with Aaron Beasley, uh, who is joining us in studio here. Tom McMahon is here with yes. us every Friday, of course. Uh, for you guys, when you get beat on a play or you have a particularly bad play, whatever, and you watch it back later – with the team, yep. uh, how much are you busting on each other while it's going? Is that is that the forum for it, or is that just like you're serious and like, yes, coach, I'll do better if, next if you, time? I'll, if you get lit up, like say you, you don't see something, yeah, everyone will be like, oh, uh, right, oh, 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 you know. But, but everybody gets got, yeah, so. but, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but everyone be gets beat. So it's not like you know, like. Ugh. That kind of stuff. Okay. You feel it because the coach rewinds it five, six. Right. See this again, McManus? Yeah, yeah. See this again, McManus? Yeah, they want to drill it in. You know, it's funny, too, and Bees, you know, too, like, you already know going into the – like, you've been playing these plays over all night long. Like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe not all night because you pass out after a while and then wake up. But when you wake up, you're like, oh, my gosh, I had that play. I got totally blocked. Mm -hmm. I I missed the tackle or – Got beat on a pad, whatever it you is. You remember your bad plays. You know the bad plays, right? Do they away. show you your good plays though, too? Or oh, like quickly they do, they do. but quick. It'll be one and done. Yeah, it's pretty okay, much. Like, oh, look, good this, job. This is a nice, nice, nice pick six. But yeah. by the way, yeah. McManus missed that tackle. Good five play. Times. You should have made it. <laughs> Next play. <laughs> that was a really good play. Now don't you know? Do now, it again. Now don't do these five don't plays. Don't do these five. All yeah. right. Yeah. So there you go. Just uh, passing that along. A lot of people on the text line appreciate you stopping by and just love the fact that. I mean, again, Jacksonville's the former yeah, Jaguar magnet, man. You can't escape, yeah. you know? Maybe you do for a short while, but it sucks you back no, in like no. Aaron Beasley. You know what? It's it's like Green Bay without the championships, and we've got the beach. So it's a way better place to live than Green Bay. <laughs> All right, can we just get, can we get <laughs> just a, a championship <laughs> in there? Just, I'm just what? saying. It, it's that kind of community, you know what I mean? It's Other a, than all those titles that they have up there in Green Bay. Well, they are title town for a reason, L- right? Yes. we got to right. get one in. Uh, let's go to the phone, 641-1010. Brian's in St. John's County wants to uh, check in with Aaron Beasley and Tom McManus. What's up, Brian? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Sorry, I got power hey, here. Hey, so we were at the game the other day, and one thing I noticed was it seemed like the defense was a little disorganized compared to normal. Do you know if there's a reason for that, or it seemed like they were just always playing from their heels? Okay. Appreciate it. I, I, I agree with that. I feel like we were catching a lot. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the Hernan injury 
kind of set us set us back a little bit too. Yeah. You know, when when you got a guy who's getting all the reps all week. Yep. And he's your your starting nickel. He's hurt, hurt on a blitz. Yeah. And, I mean, and he got knocked the, the you know what out. <laughs> I mean, I told you. Yeah, got caught did. up in like in the caught, wash, yeah. man. Yeah. Like Friday knocked. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of like Let's Friday. Leave it there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe that. Maybe listen. And you know, you're right there because may, who comes in? Gregory. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe you're not as comfortable sending him on that nickel. Exactly. So nickel now you blitz, take that package you know? out, you know, because yeah. that was probably one of their special packages for yeah. the week. And you don't feel comfortable but with him. But on their right? heels, I don't. When I hear on their heels, because look up front, you should know what the heck's going on. Like every play, like what do you, you know? There's no new. Maybe you inserted a new defensive front. Maybe maybe there's a new call that you got to remember. But for the most part, you know what you're doing in the front seven, mm-hmm. right? The back end is where it can get a little confusing, and linebackers are part of that, right? And so safeties and all that. But up front, man, if you're on your heels, you're there's something else going on than you not being prepared. Can't play football on ice skates. That's right. You can't <laughs> you know? be timid. Yeah. And not that they're timid. It's I don't know what it is, Tony. You know, it's like they got like, moved. Well, the no, interior I know, of the defensive line just got moved. Go around. back to San Fran, yeah. though. Go back to you know Houston the first time around. You know, go back to last year when teams just started pounding the rock on them. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stop. It was. It's. I don't know what it is, but any. I know what the blueprint is. If I'm a head coach, I'm in front of. My, if I'm Cleveland. If I'm Stefanski, I'm up in front of my team the night before saying, you know how we beat this team? We smack them in the mouth, and they won't respond. Because that's what the losses have shown. Mm -hmm. Now, not every game has shown that, but the losses have shown that. So that's my blueprint, how I would attack. Well, you're getting your defensive line pushed around, which is opening up a run game that hasn't been healthy all year for the Bengals. You combine that with... You know, Herndon goes out, so maybe you are taking a package or two out. Yep. You know, that's the guy that you wanted to get some pressure with him maybe in the game. But then the communication issues become an issue on the back end to some degree you can. in that game. And when you're not stopping the run and you're not getting it communicated on the back end, good point. you're going to give up 34. You know, uh, Aaron, good um, really good point. Your former teammate, Bucky Brooks, right, uh, was uh, he was the sideline analyst for the Jags, and he was saying after the game he thought – that they kind of got no man's land where they came out and at a certain point, especially when they hit the big play to Jamar Chase, they realized we can't match up with these guys in man, mm-hmm. right? And so that he felt like they went pure zone after that and that really hurt him against the run. Um, what, do you, what would you do in that situation where you've got one ultra elite and two really good receivers? With this defense, with the personnel you have right now, what's the best way to play it defensively? Mm. Something like that, if you're going to play man, you probably put Campbell on someone else besides Chase. And double Chase. And then you double Chase with, with your other corner. Because now, now you got your number one guy going to you, – you hope he's going to take out the other guy, yep. the, the other receiver. Number two. And now we can focus on – we can have four, two sets of eyes on number one. Which well, and, and credit Cincinnati. I mean, that was a halftime adjustment to go deep to Chase, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like, hey, we've been dinking and dunking. Let's see what we can do when he's – one on one, take shots. Yeah, I mean, and they did. Like and it, you know, well, what they I mean? saw one on right, one on one coverage on the outside. I mean, right. Campbell he knew also. Where to go right yeah, away. T. Higgins in overtime. I know on that third and ten, and he right. slipped. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean that you make that play yep. right there, and at worst you're probably getting a tie right. in the football game because they're going to punt it away. Right, the times running down. What, what's your thoughts? I mean, Darius Williams has had, uh, particularly early in the season, getting his hands on the football mm-hmm. a lot. Tyson Campbell is a guy that we have very high hopes for to hit a very high ceiling. What do you see from those guys, just from a, an evaluation standpoint as a former NFL corner? Uh, 
the Campbell thing is tough because, you know, the hamstring injury, I mean, you don't know how yeah. long that's going to last. Um, his confidence is probably not there to run like he needs to. So but I, just in general, like w- when you see him as a player and the talent he brings to the table, how good do you think he is capable of being? Is he a, Can he be a top 10 corner in the National Football League? Is he a, uh, is he a top 30? Could he be a top five? Like where do you see him ultimately falling when he puts it all together? I feel like he can be a top 10 corner. Uh, it's just one of those things where you got to make plays mm-hmm. as well. You know, when, when you see a guy like Sauce Gardner, you know, he's, he's made some big plays already. Yep. Yep. And that's the one thing, like, our our stat line is how many interceptions are you making, how many pass breakups are you making, you know, yep. how many third down pass breakups, and, you know, how, how many times am I getting the ball back yep. to our offense? That's my main focus was I was at practice every day. I want to try to get some kind of turnover. Right. And that, it kind of carries over. And I feel like, you know, early we were doing that, and now we're, we're more like just sitting back, and just accept what they give us. You know? Yeah, but I think a lot of that's just the lack of pressure. pressure. You take their they have twenty six sacks so far. The Jags do half for Josh's, mm-hmm. if not a little bit more. He's got thirteen mm-hmm. and a half. The Browns same with with uh, their guy uh, Miles Garrett. Miles He's Garrett. got thirteen, but they have thirty four. So they got eight more sacks for the rest of the line. You know what I mean? So like, where's that pressure? Mm-hmm. That when look even with Sauce. They got a great front up in, in the Jets. He's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but even without, if they didn't have that that kind of pressure, especially from the inside, you know, he would still be great. But it helps a lot. So I think it does go like Darius Williams was having a phenomenal Pro Bowl year, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And then last Sunday, you're like oh. All Pro year, yeah, this time, yeah, really pro, the first yeah. six eight Fair games, Fair whatever. Enough. But that I think came with pressure and consistent mm-hmm. pressure, and maybe it wasn't sacks, but it was still rattling that QB. Uh, you know, and getting after him that kind of way. So, yeah. all right, let's get one more in here. Uh, well, we got Aaron Beasley, Mike in Jacksonville Beach. Next up on Jaguars today. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. First off, this is this is by far this is premium radio with this crew you got on today. This is awesome. Well, thank Thanks you. for doing this. <laughs> Appreciate thank it. You, um, hey, so so I was at the game this weekend. I was fortunate enough to have tickets sitting really close to the 50 down there, like 20 rows up. So I kind of had a very intimate sort of sight of what was going on the sideline and everything. When Trevor went out, and I don't know what was going on when he went back in the back and all that stuff, but when Trevor went out, to me, the whole stadium, we all saw it. Everybody was like, oh, the gas. Mm-hmm. And then the, the level was not nearly, the energy level wasn't up there as high. To me, it was a missed opportunity. Unless Trevor was being carted out in an ambulance, he should have come out, whether he's in a cart or not. When we failed on offense, if he, if he had come out, when they went on offense, uh, when they got down there and got the field goal, I just feel – so I felt like that would have been a huge lift and maybe it would have made a difference. Obviously, you've got the guys on the radio right now with you that can maybe offer mm-hmm. perspective. How much of a lift would that have been for the players? I know the crowd would have gone nuts, though. You yeah. would have had the sense, at least the noise level would have gone up. All right. Um, Bees, you want to hit that one first? You want me entrance well, by I think, Trevor? I think it would have been like on the defense. I just think I got to step my game up. Like, yeah. I'm not thinking yeah, we, about. Yeah, yeah, I'm not right. thinking about what's right. happening on offense. I mean, uh, look, like, I that for the crowd. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The crowd but would I guess love he, that. He's saying would for that the team, do though, something for no, you for, if the crowd has okay, that moment. First of all, if the, if there's no holding. Bethard makes a great throw. You know what I mean? Like exactly. we're like, right. all right, no, we're right. fine. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? And plus, so, you know, and what what what's the narrative today? 
You let Trevor walk down that hole and then right. back down the yeah, hole? No, right. I mean, he's not, right. they're not going to do that. Right, yeah. to... Well, maybe on the way out, they give him a cart. Right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we've, right. we've already Motorized seen it once this year, right? Like earlier in the year, yeah. he had the ankle injury. Yeah. You're coming up on a short week going to New Orleans, and you saw it on the field with the team. Yeah. Our guy's back out here, right? Yeah. Our guy's back out. He's That's playing true. tonight, and he's got that look, yeah. right? Like players react to that. Right when they're in the game, and I think there's the potential for that on Sunday. Our guy has a high ankle sprain. We all feel like right now in the city, it feels like Trevor's going to play on Sunday against Cleveland. I think that has the opportunity to lift up the team Mm -hmm. a little little bit for the game in Cleveland. The offensive line certainly had their best game of the year against the New Orleans Saints. That's true. They need it again. Miles Garrett and that Cleveland front, they need that again. Yep. This week, for the second time this year, Trevor's on the field for us. Yeah, I and I just during the game though, I think you know as players, you're just it's like, different. hey man, well, yeah. it sucks. He's hurt. I'm, I feel awful. Still but we, do we, my got job. A ga- we got a game to win, you know. And we're and they feel comfortable with CJ. I mean, he's not Trevor, and we all understand that. But he's capable of making the throws. He's capable of running Doug Peterson's offense, and he made a nice throw down the field. So look, yeah. I mean, if he's the guy, or if Trevor's the guy, obviously we want Trevor, and it gives a better chance to win, but. You got to win this game. I mean, this is a playoff game. You Every know, game I mean, you got you got other teams uh, nipping at your heels, man. Yes. You know, in the division, you better you better stay in front, and you got to go up there and find a way to win this game. It's going to be an ugly game, but get back to some sm- defense, smash mouth. Let's go, smack them in the mouth and show them what you're made of. I got two quick ones for Aaron. We'll let him get out of here and let him go. You know, work on his handicap. Um, <laughs> a, do you think Trevor Lawrence plays this week? I think he's playing. I think that's what the the feeling is, right? He, he's he's not a guy that's going to sit out, man. He's he's a warrior. Hey, Mahomes did it in a halftime. I think Trevor's doing it. Well, in Trevor did it in a, the span of about two plays yeah. when you know he's done it multiple times when it's looked like uh oh. Uh, all right, so we're assuming Trevor plays, maybe less than a hundred percent. You know with all the circumstances. What's your prediction for Sunday? I got it. 17-13 Jags. That's exactly. He stole my score. <laughs> I should have marked close it down <laughs> first. Yep. I, ha- I have a Trevor score and a non-Trevor score. <laughs> but I feel, I feel that much smarter because Aaron Beasley yeah. is back in my play without even knowing it. So I'm going to back his play nice. later on. <laughs> we got to get a turnover, though. We got we to gotta hey, do something. We need about three of them. Yeah. All right. That'd be, that'd be good. Uh, maybe a defensive yep. score or two. Something nice. Wouldn't hurt my feelings, That's man. That's right. All right. Uh, hey, give Killer Bees uh, a follow. On social media, if you don't already, at KillaBees21. And, uh, you know, yeah, man. welcome him back to Jacksonville and uh, let him know how happy yep. you are that he's part of the community and uh, always going to be part of the fabric of Jacksonville from his days here. But uh, reintegrated back into the Jacksonville. Yeah, man. Uh, Duval. Duval. Like Society. old days. Uh, like the old days. Uh, KillaBees, good to see you. Don't be a stranger, all right? I won't. You Tom, don't have to wait for Tom Tommy. got my number. Oh, yeah. yeah you, I, you guys right. got my number. We do. Yep. <laughs> Come in any time. You, you know, you got the address. So, you, like, you know, there, <laughs> hey, there, I'll be out there, there every morning few, messing there around. There are a few of your former teammates who do that. So, yeah. and, and, and we love it, by the way. And they be, hey, I'm, uh, out hey, I'm, 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 I'm like uh, five minutes, I'm at the light. Hey, you got time for me? Yeah. It's like your neighbor growing up who had the pool. You tried to get them invite you to go swimming all the time oh what a nice pool you have yeah hey, oh look, i bet that pool what a nice radio nice station you guys have right there uh aaron great to see you man everybody jacksonville loves aaron beasley yeah, and uh good to have you back as a fixture on the first coast all right we'll come back more with tommy mack yeah, and uh, we'll go until noon as of course we always do looking for your three keys to victory for the jacksonville jaguars versus the cleveland browns today this is jaguars today on 1010 xl 92.5 fm 
McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, that was fun having Aaron Beasley stop by. Yeah. I know you've been doing great. a lot of uh, stuff with him. Yeah, it's lately. great having him back, man. It's great having him it's, back. It's, uh, you know, the, the band's kind of. Band's getting back together. A lot. They hate T-Brack. Nah. Nah. <laughs> he likes the ranch. He ain't going to bring the ranch. He ain't going to bring the ranch. There's the no ranch living. around here for him to. It's all right. Makes it more special when he visits. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Tommy, let's dig into it, man. I know you've been thinking about it and talking about it all week. Yeah. But um, w- what was the most disappointing aspect for you on Monday? Uh, that our defense uh, just didn't really show up. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, Josh Allen did. You know, he had a great game, you know, and I know other guys made some plays here and there, but very disappointing. National stage, you know, it's time for you to shine. Uh, you didn't do well against KC, uh, you know, the last time it was a national-type game, you know, maybe not on – Monday night. But San Fran was a San witness Fran, test game. San Fran, you know, you thought that, look, Cincinnati, look, like these teams that show up, especially ones with winning records, they've got good players. You may not know who they are, you know, like their offensive line or their defensive line, but these guys, they're in the NFL mm-hmm. and they can play ball well, and they're going to come with an attitude. And if you don't come and match that or be a, have a, even a more – Physical, violent attitude against them. They're they're gonna win. No, look, they're gonna win that. If, if Joe Burrow is healthy, everybody, you know, there are a lot of people that picked Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl right. this year. Absolutely, that, that, the rest of that roster. But the the feeling was, well, you got an offense that was so inept against this Pittsburgh team that yep. has just not lost two consecutive weeks to two and ten teams. Yep. How did Cincinnati I lose to? I, I mean, that's the NFL though. Like every week, How did, didn't Cleveland beat KC? Or San Fran, Cleveland beat San Fran. Didn't yeah, they it? beat San Fran. Yeah. Uh, they, they had were, their guys they, missing, but they, well, but they had PJ Walker at quarterback. Right, that's the right. The Browns did. That's right. And they beat them nineteen to seventeen. Yeah. So they're certainly capable. So the biggest disappointment was just, hey, we're on national TV again, a huge stage, and your offense did plenty to win. You know, you score thirty-one points, you should be winning. Um, and the defense, man, just a big letdown, and not like they've been playing right. You know, you see those gashes right up the middle. You're like, guys, what's going on here? You know, and, and you're right. It's harder to play, especially in nickel when you play zone. It's hard because it's it's basically a hat on a hat for the most part. You know, you don't put that extra guy down there. So it can be very challenging, but that was the biggest one. Look, I thought before his injury, Trevor's throwing dimes. I mean, he was yeah, maybe his best throwing expedition. I don't know if ever in a Jaguar uniform, but it was pretty up there, man. He was, well, he's on he was putting it in there, man. Pretty good three-week run. Yeah, but la- it seemed like last Sunday he really – Really came out with some phenomenal placement of throws. Well, you know, Trevor, as we talked about early in the week, Tommy, it felt like he was on his way. I felt confident they were going to score again. Like at some point in that game, they were going to score again. And it was likely going to be Trevor. That would have been his fourth touchdown accounted for in that game on Monday night, that he would be in the conversation as the offensive player of the week in the league again for the third week in a row. Like that's the kind of run Trevor Lawrence has been on. Right. And then the injury happens. Yep. And all these other things come into play. I know we've talked about Devon Hamilton and getting him back on the field. When's that guy going to be healthy and ready to go? We're hearing that he's healthy. Yeah. That the issue right now isn't his physical health. Whatever is getting in the way of him playing at the level that he needs to play at. It it about at halftime of that game on Monday night, yep. in my mind, I was like, I don't know if I'd get him another rep. Like, yep. that's how bad it felt to me in the first half, watching the way they were moving Hamilton around. Yep. But then Foley's got the ankle. 
Yep. Right? Like, you have guys that are down that would participate in it. Their run defense was the thing yep. Monday night to me against Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. They did that poorly against the run against yep. a team that doesn't run the ball. That was why yep. you're giving up 34 points. Well, and the fact that it opened up the play-action pass. You got 100%. no pressure on Browning. It just worked perfectly in their favor. And it's basically their O-line just taking it to you. I mean, our guy, look, I mean, you're going to get blocked. I'm not saying you don't get blocked. You don't make every damn tackle. Sure. I, I understand that. But you could see the lack of physicality. You don't, you, don't, you don't move Devon Hamilton. You know, you don't move Foley. You don't move these guys. They should be pretty stout. You know, granted, you get a double team and they get under your pads, you might be going for a ride. I, I get that that can happen. But overall, that was not the defense that we expected on Sunday night. And they got to get it back. They got to get back to punching people in the mouth, stopping the run like they were. At one time, well, the next were, two games, that's what they're going to try to have to shove it down your throat, without a doubt. And if you can't stop it, they'll keep doing it all game. That's December football, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Especially I in mean, that division, everyone talks about throwing and whipping, and that's very important. But you know what? You know what separates teams in the playoffs and 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 in December, stopping the run and running the football because that helps everything else. All right, let's say uh, Trevor is kind of medically cleared, like you know, like, all right, you know, he's not. You're not 100%, but he, he could play, okay? And then, you know, obviously he wants to play. Do you, as a coaching staff, have any qualms about putting him out there if the field conditions aren't good, if, like, you know, everything all rolled in? You know, look, even if you lose this week and Houston and Indy both win, you're still in first place by virtue of the tiebreakers. Yep. So you can't fall out of first. Does any of that influence it or if he is – you know, given the go the green light by the medical staff, he's out there. If I think you, um, I think you have to now. You could use your gut too at the same time, but you have to um, believe your medical staff. You ha Kevin Kaplan is a, a well-renowned orthopedic guy th throughout the country. If he says I have to run all the tests, I've done. He's he passed everything. I'm med medically clearing him. That, for me, would be enough. Now, your gut may come in. All right, the weather, the field, maybe not. But then I go to Trevor, and I say, all right, you're medically cleared. What do you, th what do you think? You feeling like you can run a full? Can you run the offense fully? Do we have to do this? Do we have to do that? And it, you know Trevor's going to want to play. He's a tough dude. Mm -hmm. Then I'm letting him play. I'm letting him play if that's what it all comes out. If my medical staff says he's, he's, he can play, that gives me almost 100% you know, assurance that he can play. Then my gut comes into it. Then my talking to him comes into it. Then I make my final decision. But if all those are positive, I'm letting him play. All right, how do you take pressure off Trevor Lawrence a little bit, right? Because they do have a good pass rush, particularly Miles Garrett, right? And and he can ruin your day. And uh, But the Jags, although – uh, ETN went over four yards of carry this week. It was barely over barely. for the most part for the last two months. He's been living in the high threes, right? right? And let's say it's one of those days again, and you're getting 3.6 yards a pop, yep. and you they're not respecting your running game. How, what, what can you do game plan-wise to take some pressure off a quarterback who may not be 100%? Well, I think uh, Luke Farrell's going to have a, a role in this because they're going to need him. They're going to need him to be like the old Mercedes Lewis. To help used with to Blake help Hans. Yeah. yeah, you got it. I mean, you got to help your tackles out. I'm sorry. If you got a max protect on occasion, you won't want to do that all the time, but just to keep the pressure off uh, for sure. But I'm also, if I'm Phil Rosher, I'm calling my old line out. Like, guys, come on. We, we, look, I know we're, you know, we're, we're, we're a zone blocking team, but we still got to be physical. 
we still got to get off the ball and be violent. And, you know, I'm looking at my leaders on that old line. You know, they miss Cam's fire. Like, Cam will give you the fire, right? I, if, that should be contagious. And when he's not out there, who's next? I look at our right guard, Brandon Sheriff. I, I, I would say to him, if I'm Phil Raw, hey, Brandon, we, I know you're probably banged up. I'm sure he's banged up. He's played a long time. He's played a lot of games. It's late in the year. Everybody's banged up. But, man, I need you. I need you to show this O-line. It's a young O-line overall. I need you to lead this charge, and we're going to get after these guys all game long. No matter what the score is, no matter what's going on, we are going to out-physical their front. And you got to ha- it's a mindset, and you got to have that. Uh, how if much, they do that, they got a shot. How much do they miss Christian Kirk? You know, I, 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 I kind of like Parker. It sounds like on that play – uh, Trev got hurt. He might have been off the page there a little bit, but uh, I I think Parker's okay. I'm I'm more. I I hope Zay's healthy. You know, I'm, I want Ridley and Zay healthy. I I love Kirk and I want him in my lineup. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I think it's shown when Zay's out, your your passing offense changes a little mm-hmm. bit. So if I had to choose, I'd rather have Zay. But uh, I think Parker can can do a pretty good job. He should week you know second time getting some playing time. He should feel more comfortable and. And, and helping out, filling that role. It does feel a lot of the complaints about the offense in the early part of the season, especially, Tommy, were everything's too quick, right? They're not trying to get it downfield, and the downfield has become such a big part of what they've done here in the last month mm-hmm. in the offense. It does feel like this week, given Trevor is, if he plays, going to be playing on that high ankle sprain, yep. that you're going to be playing without Christian Kirk, that you're playing without Britton Strange, which speaking to how important uh, Luke Farrell is, yeah, that like Britton Strange playing or not playing is a big deal for them. Agreed. Particularly in this game. Walker Little doesn't look like he's going to be able to give it a go. It feels like you're going to see that offense that people complained about early in the season get it out of his hands. Quick, tempo, tempo, tempo. Yeah. That's what this week feels like it's going to need to be yeah. uh, for this team to have a chance to be successful on offense and protect their quarterback from having to stand back in the pocket yeah. because he may not be able to protect himself running as much as he typically could. Yeah, well, we've seen that in the past, right? That's how we get back on track. First sure. read throws, you know, quick throws, try to set up some shallow crossers, you know, with pick routes and whatnot. But the ne- the problem with that potentially is the Browns know that because that's what we've shown on film, right? So – if we do that, they, they may be ready for it and start sitting on those throws. So I think it's going to be a chess match. But at the end of the day, look, um, their their defense is really good against the pass, like in third down. They're like number one in the league in, mm-hmm. on third down. But they do give up like 4.12 yards a carry. So maybe you, you can get some movement, you know, running the football. And then maybe that helps take pressure off your QB. Just like what did Cincinnati do to us, right? They they stay committed to the run, had run some ball. success. Yeah. Next thing you know, it op- opens up play-action pass. By the way, they dinked and dunked us until when? They went in at halftime. The coach was like, hey, uh, I think we could go deep here. I think we got them. Take a shot, right? And they and they did, and it worked. So, uh, you know, maybe you can get the running game going, but hey, look, man, at the end of the day, just let's go go to a fist fight. It's a rumble. You know, it's time to go up there and, and fight Cleveland and, and come home with a win. Look, uh, I'm sorry for the – this This is on the defense to me. Like, you, you're going to be playing either – you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's an inexperienced guy, or you're going to be playing Joe Flacco, who's only been playing, you know, back in playing football for a couple weeks here. Yep. Maybe no Amari Cooper. And if you don't have Amari Cooper, they're 
pass catchers on the outside are nowhere near what you just saw from the right. Cincinnati oh, Bengals, no. right? right? So yeah. you should be able to commit that extra man to the box and focus yep. on that running game. That has got to be job one I this agree. week. Uh, we'll hear from both coordinators coming up. We'll hear from Press Beautiful. Taylor and Mike Caldwell as we get into our number two on a Keys to Victory Friday. Send us your three keys. What are the three things that Jags need to accomplish to get the win against Cleveland this week? Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith. Tom McManus and Dylan Denmark here with you. Thanks again to Aaron Beasley for stopping by today. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. By Anderson, a better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, Tommy Mack in the house. What are you doing, making your picks over there? (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking taking detailed notes on the Jaguars scheme. I'm breaking them. I already picked them, but now I'm ranking them. Oh, you're ranking them. Okay. He's just covered him with his phone right there. I don't want there. anyone to see my Don't yet. sneak a peek over here. Uh, I did mine this morning. I got to admit, did usually you? I do them the night before. Do but. you really? Wow, that's prep. Well, I'm getting right. I do a show on uh, Thursday night. Right. So I'm sitting there. I, I watch the first half of the game before. I don't go on until 10 o'clock. So I'm watching wow. the game. I'm sitting there and starting to get into kick yep. off the week mode at that mm. point in time. So Man, I, that- I had the Patriots last night, by the way. Oh, did you? <laughs> Didn't we all? Number 15 line. Yeah, I thought Bailey Zabby would throw like three touchdowns. In something. the first half. Yeah, something like that. That's what I thought yeah. as well. Uh, Coach Doug Peterson speaking today. Do tell, do uh, tell. Ding, da, da, ding. Head coach Doug Peterson, this from Michael DeRocco, said that quarterback Trevor Lawrence moved around well Thursday, well-based game day, game time decision on medical staff. Lawrence will probably be listed as questionable later today. Also said Brenton Strange, Walker Little likely out. Against Cleveland, Tyson Campbell, a game-time decision. Oh, boy. Man. Ouch. I, I, like, Tyson, I feel like, Ouch. again, if they don't have Amari Cooper, right, it's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not fine, but they they played several games without Tyson, Yeah, and they've been able to overcome. That's his hammy still? It's his hamstring that's picked bothered. up a quad. A quad. A quad. Yeah, yeah, right, in overtime he picked that right, up. So, right. you got multiple leg issues. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it was when he slipped. Might have been on the plate no, he slipped, right, right. 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 Uh, and Higgins caught that pass. Yep. Um, I'm more worried about Walker Little not playing. Yeah. You know, um, and that's where it looks like it's going. I mean, that yep. sounds to me like Trevor Lawrence will. I'd put it this way: I'll be surprised if he's not active. Yeah. On Sunday, the, the, look, I don't have anything more than what Tony just read to you. That's oh, yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, I read where Ezra was taking some snaps at left tackle this week, too. I know it looks like Hans is going to be the starter. That's a possibility. We'll, no. we'll get to that. Let's get to Press Taylor uh, from yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, talking about how difficult it is, or maybe not, to prepare a game plan when you're not quite sure if your starting quarterback is going to be available. It's probably a little bit more difficult than a normal week, but at the same time, no. I mean, there's certain elements to it where we have a plan for – you know, this is what we want to be able to run against this defense that puts our guys in the best possible position to succeed. Maybe if this is our quarterback, some of these elements maybe go away or not as emphasized, or some of these elements are more emphasized. But for the most part, I mean, the, the plan will maintain, the plan will be in place, and then we can adjust based on who the quarterback is, what their strengths are, um, or how the course of the game's going. You guys in your era, Tom, had some great backup quarterback performances right yeah. I mean Rob Johnson oh yeah Steve turned, Matthews Steve Matthews Jamie a, Martin Steve Ma- Steve Matthews set a franchise record for points right that game and it's since yeah. been broken but it was like yeah. 41 against the Giants That's or whatever right. it was yeah yeah the lefty but did you have many weeks when you didn't know 
would Brunel be available? Would it be somebody else? Or was it always pretty clear in your recollection that you mean like okay, game time or we already no, knew like, who like was, during the course of the week, like Yeah, we knew we knew if Brunel was knew. gonna play. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the big difference is like look, we we power ran and we play action pass. So you know what I mean? It's not like like if you take uh Trevor and CJ, you're not gonna do a lot of misdirection with CJ. You know, you're not gonna roll him out, I don't think, as much. He's not gonna take off and run as much. Uh, didn't look fleet of foot on yeah. Monday night. Yeah. Let's put well, that Trevor way. is. I know, know. That's I agree. part of it. So that part will change. But look, I th- look, CJ can make all the throws. He's got to have time, like everybody else, and he's you know got to you know have have a little bit of uh, an opening f- to throw the ball. Um, but I think he's very capable of running the offense. But you're just not going to have as much movement out of the QB position. Doug Peterson already shared this morning that Walker Little. It sounds like he's likely going to be out this week. Press Taylor was asked on Thursday, "What if Walker Little can't give it a go?" We will continue to evaluate all our options in terms of putting the best five out there. So uh, there's a number of different contingency plans that we could possibly get into based on what gives us the best possibility to go play well. And as we were just alluding to, one of those contingencies could be uh, Ezra Cleveland. What about him as left tackle? You know, that could be one of our options. There's, there's Again, there's a number of things we could potentially do that our ultimate goal is put the – the, five, the combination of five out there that gives us the best chance to play well. Yeah. Ezra Cleveland saves the season. <laughs> I actually Don't feel like happen. maybe Hans should play guard and he should play tackle. You know, He's a very nice. athletic yeah. guy as we've seen him run down the field. Uh, I like his temperament, too. He seems to get after it, but we'll see. I mean, that look, you know – it, it you got Cam out, you got Walker out. You know it's it's this is part of the deal, unfortunately. But it's next man up, and and how do you help him? Quick throws, maybe chip, have a tight end. Those kind of things can help out. You're that's going to be part of the contingency, I would imagine. And on the outside, Christian Kirk's certainly going to be out this week as well. And for a while, we'll see if they get him back this season. And Press Taylor was asked about what they miss on offense with Kirk being out. I think there's a certain trust that he has from the quarterbacks, all the quarterbacks. I mean, obviously he and Trevor have the most time on task together. Christian has a certain skill set that we feel like we've really identified, honed in on, things he does well, but things the quarterbacks can trust. So there's just that certain unknown element with throwing other people in these positions to do things that he does really well in our system. We have other guys that have skill sets that we'll do our best to maximize and utilize those guys in certain situations, but it's, it's a big loss for us with a player of Christian's caliber, you know, physically, but also mentally what he can do and the, the flexibility he has within the game, within the system to be able to move around a little bit. Just trust him. I mean, yeah. Trevor does. Knows yeah. where he's going to be. You know, most yeah. reliable guy he's got. Yeah, uh, totally. He trusts Zay as well. You know, he should. He's got some rapport with those guys. Uh, yeah. One more here from Press Taylor, and we'll hit the break. we got our confidence picks. We'll hear from Mike Caldwell as the hour goes on as well. Uh, what do you feel about the matchup with Anton Harrison facing the Browns' pass rush? Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's no breaks in this league. Um, so we've faced great pass rushers on either side of the line. Um, so I think that helps that Anton knows he's been through these types of situations. But I think also Miles Garrett is kind of his own beast that, that uh, presents its own cer- certain set of challenges that we'll, we'll continue to deal with and adapt to as an offense. Yeah, he, he's a crazy he's freak a monster. of an athlete. He is. Well, and look, yeah. Zadarius Smith is not chopped liver no, not on the other all. side. He's not no. Miles Garrett. Though, no, but stage. Miles, they'll put you over him over the center. They'll move the guard, him anywhere to get the I, right. Mm. So, you know, you talk about Fortner's being stout enough, that'll get yeah. tested. I'd go after him.
I mean, I would. Derek, I'd line they, Miles right over. I know. I've they, seen the crossover. They basically <laughs> let him pick his spots at times. Remember when he did that? That was incredible. Yeah. All uh, right. By the way, Britton yes. Strange probably out, according to uh, Doug Peterson as well. Trey Herndon still in the concussion protocol. And that doesn't bode well no. this late in the way. And very few guys have made it back. Uh, and yep. it's a short week on top of it. I think yep. like the, literally like three guys that got a concussion the week before played in the next game this so, year. So it's Greg Reason, right? Uh, Gregory for, Jr. For Herndon. Looks like it. Yeah. Greg Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. So we – hey, man. Now it's – coach him up. Again, this is, this is the, a team that you feel like that's less of a burden against. You know, right. Cleveland's just not this dynamic four-deep passing attack. Right. You know? Um, oh, right. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they defend them if they don't have Mari Cooper because Elijah Moore likes to run out of the slot a lot. Right. Oftentimes your nickel is covering yep. that guy. But, you know – who does that leave like Darius Williams on? Who's right. who's the threat out there? Donovan Peoples Jones. Right? No, they don't not really. Joku, right? The tight. End. I mean, he's your tight end. Yeah. yeah so you know, out of the back. I think you're you're going to see a lot of run. You're going to see a lot, a of, lot of middle of the field intermediate stuff. I agree. Um, we'll see if the Jags are up to the task. We'll see if we're up to the task of picking the games correctly. We'll do that Ooh. next, or at least attempt to do that next. And uh, more from Mike Caldwell, or a little bit from Mike Caldwell coming up. Before the hour is out on a Keys to Victory Friday, you're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, the Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. He's number 55. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, here we go. Time for our confidence picks. How confident are we in the uh, predicting the outcomes of the 14 games yet to play? As I mentioned, I had the Patriots last night. Very mm-hmm. confident that they'd win that game. Uh, a joke. Uh, we don't pick the Thursday night game, but we pick everything else. Uh, all the games that have yet to kick off. So we got 14 this week. Here's how it went last week. A week after I went 14-2 and two and remarked, I don't think anybody's had just one loss all year. We should have known going into Monday Night Football. Tony was sitting there I was. at 10-1 and one into, into Monday Night Football and obviously Ooh. had the Jags. Yeah. So, we ended up 10-2 and two on the week. Uh, and uh, But Tony had the high point week, but only 58 points because we all had the Jags on the top line. Tony finally buckled and put them on the top line and, and figured, <laughs> fi- finally did him in, right? Like, he, he knew something. He also Fresh missed the, uh, the Steeler game. Yep. Against Arizona, and that was it. Mm. Uh, so he had 58 nice points. Job, I went eight and four, good for 50, five zero. Tom went six and six on the week, and uh, only good for 40 last week. So overall, the points. And again, we have 14 games this week, so the team that we put on the top line will be worth 14 right. if we get it right, all the way down to one. Right. Uh, I've got 943. Tony's got 913. So 30 back, and Tom's at 862. You're in need of uh, like a 12 and 2 week. I need it 12. And right, you need it back. This is going to be it. You don't think so? Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Confidence, Tom. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Tony going to bat lead off uh, as we go high to low score from the week before. Uh, what are your three top picks this week? Yeah, Tom? on the 14 line, I'll take Miami over Tennessee. All right, Miami. 13, I'll take San Francisco over Seattle. All right, San Francisco. And 12, the Ravens at home over the Rams. All right, we got two of those the same. I got Miami on the 14-point line. I'm going Detroit over Chicago, and I'm going Baltimore uh, as well on the 12-point line over the Rams. Tommy Mack. I'm going 14. Jags on the road. Jags on top. All right. Hey, you know <laughs> so what? They I mean, need a win. That's the way to pick yeah. up some they points. Need that's good, man. Yeah. They need a win. They need a win. All right. So I'm going with that. Uh, let me ask you this. This will be the uh, 
the formula for you for the rest of the season. Is that correct? Should what? I pencil, should we start on the second game with you? You're just going to put Jags on the top line? To we'll see how it goes. Week to week. All right, you got Jags <laughs> on top. Jags on top. All Who's right. next? Uh, 13. I got uh, Philly on the road. Okay. Ooh. And I think 12. he's anticipating us going Dallas. Yeah. So he's trying to make up some I've points got here. San Fran. San Fran. All right. Yeah, for 12. All right, Tony Smith, 11, 10, and nine-point games. And on the 11 line, Green Bay over the Giants. On the 10 line, New Orleans at home over Carolina. And on the nine-point line, Houston at the Jets. Right, Tony's not making up a whole lot of ground this week. I'll just say that because I've got Green Bay on the 11-point line as well. I have San Fran, who Tony had worth 13. I got him worth 10. And Tony had New Orleans worth 10. I've got him worth nine. So pretty similar right there. Uh, Tommy, your next three. I've got uh, 11, right? Miami, uh, yes. Miami, Miami at okay. home. Ten, I got Houston okay. on the road, and nine, I got Minnesota at Vegas. All right, Minnesota. Uh, we got eight left home. We do four and four. Give me your next four. Please. Okay. Uh, Detroit over Chicago on the eight line. Mm-hmm. The Chargers over the Broncos at seven. Cincinnati over the Colts at six, and Atlanta over the Bucks on the five point line. I'm telling you, I, I don't change mine. I don't alter them. We're very similar here, um, with a, a few exceptions. I'm taking Dallas. Uh, worth eight. Uh, and then I'm going Houston worth seven. Atlanta worth six. And I, too, have Cincinnati over Indianapolis. It's kind of more like Indianapolis has won four in a row, and they kind of pull it out of their hat every week a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? And I just think uh, this might be the week that they're due to take an L. Tommy, your next four, eight, seven, six, and five. Eight, Indy on the road. Okay. Seven, Green Bay on the road. Six, New Orleans at home. Okay, and your five-pointer as well. Oh, five points. Uh, I'm taking the Rams in an upset. Okay, L.A. Rams over Baltimore. We'll take that. Certainly would help us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last four games, Tone. Kansas City over Buffalo. Jacksonville over Cleveland. Las Vegas over Minnesota. And Philadelphia over Dallas. Uh, Las Vegas and Philadelphia. All right, so you got KC, Jacksonville, Vegas, and Philly. Yes. Right? Your last – man, I – honestly, I picked one game twice – and left another game off. <laughs> I did. Like I'm like as I'm going through, you like saw I saw how I struggled. I circle all the winners, and then I go back and I kind of rank them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So what I ended up with now that I've made the adjustment, I've got Minnesota on the four point line. Uh, I've got Buffalo over Kansas City on the three point line. I'll take Jacksonville on the two point line, anticipating Trevor plays, and I'll take the LA Chargers, but not very confident mm-hmm. in them getting it done. Your final four, Tom. Four, I've got uh, – where'd you go, buddy? <laughs> oh, I got Tampa on the oh, road. Oh, Tampa. It looked like a one, sorry. Okay, uh, Tampa fun. on the road. Okay. Uh, three, I've got Detroit on the road. Okay. Two, I've got uh, the Chargers at home. And number one, I got Buffalo beat Kansas City. Buffalo over Kansas City. All right, here's how it is uh, locked in. The Otterson Ooh. Wealth Advisors Risk Reward mm. Picks of the Week. Tony Smith goes Miami, San Francisco, Baltimore, Green Bay, New Orleans, Houston, Detroit, L.A. Chargers, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Las Vegas, and Philadelphia in that order, most to least confidence. Uh, I'm going Dolphins, Lions, Ravens, Packers, 49ers, Saints, Cowboys, Texans. A little bit of a mush pick, by the way. Like, I picked Houston to lose last week. I'm picking them to win this week, and I'll gladly sacrifice Hmm. the points. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, I've got the Falcons, the Bengals, the Vikings, Bills, Jaguars, and Chargers. Tommy going Jacksonville on top. 14-point line. Philly, San Fran, Miami, Houston, Minnesota, Indy, 
Green Bay, New Orleans, the LA Rams, Tampa Bay, Detroit, LA Chargers, and Buffalo confidence picks locked in for week 14 only four weeks to go oh man after this one so uh mm-hmm. we'll see how that'll pressure's out. coming ah or not you know you know what the it's stakes are bet yeah gentlemen's pride right <laughs> that's gentlemen's enough bet. yeah it's all that's we enough. Need. handshake right Some food you want to bet no what do you want to bet you're in the lead nothing gentlemen's bet <laughs> yeah all right Wait, sure <laughs> right, what do you want to bet oh we could do a we could do a. Uh, I should get like a handicap, or, or we could something. do like just the last four weeks of the season. We could do a little side pot kind of thing after this week. Yeah, the, the, the last four weeks sidebar, kind of like the. Uh, I learned last night how the NBA is playing an in-season tournament. It's kind of weird. You learned that last night, did you? I did. All right, I didn't know anything going about, on for about it. a month. I know. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. Hey, watch you know, it. you don't follow the NBA. Yeah, that's fine. Not really. And so, so you're saying <laughs> that their in-season tournament. Has not had the desired effect to bring in the, the casual sports viewer into the NBA circle. Oh, Apparently was that what not. it's for? I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, it's to, you know, to do something different. They're it, trying to raise up the regular at season. At least people, somehow. nobody talks yeah. about the NBA until Christmas. Yeah. Right. Right. And right. so at True. least there's a little bit of buzz. The fact that you even mentioned the NBA. Right? Oh, all right, NBA. Get, good for you. Good for <laughs> them. Way to go. They've got it, it figured works. out. That National Basketball. Association. Uh, all right, why don't we take a tour around the National Football yep. League? Now, gems around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Cleveland quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson was limited in practice on Thursday and remains in the league's concussion protocol. Wide receiver Amari Cooper did not practice on Thursday due to a concussion and rib injury. Wide receiver Marquise Godwin was limited as he tries to work back from a concussion. Tight end David Njoku did not practice on Thursday and was listed with a rest designation and a knee injury. Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson did not practice on Thursday due to an illness. Green Bay running back Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were both limited on Thursday. Wide receiver Christian Watson did not practice because of a hamstring injury. Kansas City running back Isaiah Pacheco missed practice for the second straight day due to a shoulder injury on Thursday. New York Jets running back Brees Hall also missed practice for a second consecutive day with an ankle injury. New Orleans tight end slash quarterback Taysom Hill missed practice for a second consecutive day Thursday with a foot injury and an injury to his left hand. Derek Carr has been limited in practice both days this week after suffering a a concussion and rib and shoulder injuries on Sunday. And Miami has signed offensive tackle Austin Jackson to a three-year, $36 million contract extension with $20.7 million guaranteed and a potential maximum value of $39 million. All right, thank you, Tony. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll do Keys to Victory Roundtable before we get out of here today, and you can continue to submit yours if you like on social media. Uh, let's hear a couple of comments from Mike Caldwell. You know, there's a big discussion, Tom, earlier this week when Doug Peterson talked about the crowd noise impacting their communication on defense, right, which is generally – what you want? Encourage the home uh, listen, I crowd to be loud as possible. Down. I get up and, and that, scream on third doesn't down. Doesn't every football home Sorry. crowd scream on third down yeah. when you're on defense or any big defensive series? You're trying to make as much noise as possible, right? Yeah. So people have been asking about that. That seemed like an odd comment. Mike Caldwell was asked about that and uh, explained how he felt the crowd noise threw them off a little bit on Monday. Right. Any Anytime – Things don't happen the way you expect them to happen. It throws you off, and that's what happened. We got thrown off by 
normally you can hear the call, normally you understand the call. In that situation, guys weren't able to get the call. You could see them trying to get in the huddle tighter, and that's what we have to do, get in the huddle tighter, make sure everybody has the call, get on the same page, and let's go play. But we want the crowd as loud as it can be. That's, that's what you want at the defense. You want to feed off the crowd. They did a great job Monday night, and you know we'll hold up our end of the bargain. And as a follow-up to that, Mike Caldwell also said they have to handle the crowd noise better. No, it's an advantage, believe me. You want the crowd as loud as it can be, and it's our job to communicate. We have to get in the huddle, get tighter, make sure we echo the calls and get the call to everybody, and it has nothing to do with ca- crowd noise. It's just us. We understand that it should be loud at home, it will be loud at home, and we just have to handle it. All right, Tom, your thoughts there as a former middle linebacker. I mean, listen, man, you, 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 going against a K-gun, right, which is that hurry-up offense. You had to walk around and make sure everybody knew the call. Yeah. There's no excuse to not – give me a – that's ridiculous. The crowd, you keep jamming, man. It's their job to know the call. They have to know the call. Look, you know the call. You get the call. You know what happens when there's motion. You know what happens when there's a shift change. You know what happens when you have to reset and recalculate who you got. It happens every single play for the most part. To sit there and say the crowd noise threw us off, it's just an excuse. Like an excuse. It's so. It's weird it's because weird. I mean, like, what, the what obvious mean? thing is what, what he's saying when he says, "You know, we want the crowd to be as loud as possible." Yeah, okay. Then why are you surprised on Monday Night Football when your crowd is as loud as possible? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just think That's this ridiculous. This is opinion. like a no-win avenue for them to have opened up, and to, right. and I only think it's being continued to be talked about because Doug Peterson opened the door to it the right. other day, and it, so you're yeah. asking now. All right. Defense coordinator, let's follow up on this. So I don't blame anybody for asking about this subject matter, but there's no excuse. There's no excuse to not know the call, the check to the call, everything about the call. That's your job. Crowd noise. Then how no does crowd that no- happen? Why? Why is that dysfunctional in week 13 of an NFL season? Maybe they're not like when you're assessing whether your team knows all the calls. You're not testing them. I don't know. Give them a written test. Give them something. Make sure everybody knows the you calls. Got, like, did you guys? Do Sometimes that you had to do that. Yeah, yeah. you'd have to. You got to know the calls. I called the. You know, when I was starting, I would sure. call. So you got to know them. Go be the mic. You got to know everything. Go be the mic. But you got to know the front and the back. There's no. You know what I mean? Like there would be no. I, I could. You had, had to know everybody. Coach, I didn't hear the call. What? <laughs> that's that's your excuse. So I didn't hear it, the call in, the, in those situations. The is dog it, ate my homework, Tommy. Uh, is it? Yeah, the dog ate. No, it's my bad. We already know it's your bad. You missed yeah. your play. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, so in that situation, what do you what do? You do? You go to hand signals? You do like. Yeah, the, right. Yeah. If if that's what you have to do, what, what do they do on offense when there's noise? They go silent count. They go hand sure. signals. They go all different types of stuff. It's the same for the defense. So, but is this something that the defense, like, I, I don't no. understand how you come up. Like, I understand, like, the offense goes, we're going to be in a hostile environment. Let's rep a silent count. Let's create a lot of crowd noise. That's what you do. I've never heard of anybody okay. creating that noise at practice maybe, for the defense to have to deal maybe with. Maybe this is a way to like protect the player that didn't know the call. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Like a player comes up, what happened to you? Why were you in position? Oh, I didn't hear the call. You know, that's like the first. Ex- I didn't hear it. You know, I oh, it wasn't me. I didn't hear the call. Mm. Like, what kind of crap is that? You know what I'm saying? Like that that's like there's no excuse for not knowing the call or hearing the call or understanding the call. And if you don't know the call or understand it, then you shouldn't be out there trying to perform if you don't know the call. It makes no sense.
All right, uh, we'll, a couple more from Mike Caldwell on the other side. As uh, Friday, McManus is. It, I just it, hate excuses. Usually in a good mood. I mean, come on, like that's an excuse. That's like weak, 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 weak. I I don't like that at all. Get all that right, out of keys Sorry. to victory coming up next. Uh, you're listening to Jaguars today. Keep it right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Better week on 1010XL. Uh, big surprise. Big surprise. Uh, you know. Get another opportunity to go back out there and do it. But again, the guys understand that what we ask of them, they're able to do it. Just another opportunity for us to go out there and do it. Big surprise, Tommy. Uh, that was uh, Mike Caldwell asked, were you surprised that the run defense was that bad? Big surprise. Yeah. Don't know why that happened. Well, well what was it a couple weeks ago? That wasn't us. That was imposters. Remember, that was the. When that then didn't Coach Caldwell yeah. say that, that was imposters out yeah, there? That San wasn't Francisco, this? yeah. Sometimes those it is imposters you. show you up are who about you are. once a month. <laughs> well, you know what? Good thing is you get to redeem yourself again, and mm-hmm. we have. I will say that after every bad loss, we've redeemed ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know the next game. So hopefully we go up there and look. You know you got to win this game for more ways than one. Not just to keep up in the record, but the, you know, just to be hardened. For the playoffs, you know what I mean. You're going to go into a nasty environment, nasty weather, uh, and you got to get nasty. Like this is like down and dirty, you know. Like it's, you know, we're going to get ugly on this one. Lethal weapon, right? This one's going to get dirty. This one's going to get messy. It's going to get bloody. This is the kind of attitude you got to go in uh, to beat Cleveland, and it'll get you hardened for the playoffs. Because you look, you're not going to doubt you're going to be at home. Maybe one game, maybe not, but you're going to have to go on the road. And you're going to have to go into some tough places. So go up there and find a way to win. I don't care how you win. Win the game, and it'll help you get ready for those playoffs. All right. Uh, biggest challenge versus the Browns for Mike Caldwell's defense? Win. That's it. Uh, as a defense, we have to understand that, you know, we get another opportunity to go out there and help this team get to victory. And that's the only thing we're focused on. You know, all the other stuff, we'll let it take care of itself. But – it's good it was a short week because it's time to get back out there. It's not a good feeling, and, you know, we're trying to get rid of it. Tom, what would you say is the biggest challenge? Are you talking to me? For the, for the Browns. Well, <laughs> you're looking part, right at me. So you're right. I I'm am. sorry. I, I should have known better. I should have known better. Make them one-dimensional like you have in the, in the past other offenses. You know what I mean? That's when you've had success. You shut down the run, and you make them beat you. But you got to get pressure on the QB. I mean, look, if it's Flacco – He's a statue. He can still whip it. He's still got an arm, but man, you got to get after him and and make sure he's uncomfortable. And if it's the other guy, he's not you know very uh, experienced. So hopefully he can confuse him a little bit. You know. So this is on the. De- I agree with you. This is on the defense and the O line. I got to. We got to get back to some ass kicking. You know, attitude to who cares who we're playing. We're fired up and ready to go, and we're going to take it to him. One more here from Mike Caldwell, who was asked about having to prepare for multiple quarterbacks potentially against this Browns team. It's difficult, but we go back and we prepare for both. Um, understand one guy's a little bit more mobile, other guys, uh, veteran, being able to throw the ball all over the place. So we understand that it's a challenge, but whoever they throw out there, we have to be ready for that challenge. It's more about us. We got to make sure that we're ready to do what we need to do and get the job done. All right, we'll see if they're able to get the job done. Uh, let's like know the calls. Well, that would be part of it. Uh, let's figure out what the keys are for the Jaguars to win against the Cleveland Browns this week. Uh, let's do today's 10-10 take. 10-10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take. 
Brought to you by JNM Roofing Jacksonville, your storm restoration specialists. All right, Tommy, go first. You're itching to get things off your chest today, so go ahead. Yeah, What's your first I, key I, to victory? I, you know what it's going to be. Just get physical. Be physical right from the get-go, man. Let them know that you are a tough team and you're here to play and you don't care where you're playing. You don't care about the weather. I don't care if it's cold, windy, rainy. Snow. It's not going to be snowy, but just nasty. Go up there and show this league that you're one of the hardened tough teams because right now I, I I don't see enough consistency on that side and that's going to end up hurting you in the long run so toughen up my number one I mentioned it when Aaron Beasley was in studio with us they need the same offensive line production and attitude that they got when Trevor was playing coming off the injury against the Colts on Thursday night against New Orleans they need that same kind of look they're gonna have to do it a little bit differently this time Walker Little not going to be there they're going to be down to their third tackle uh, in this game, so it is a little bit of a different group of guys that they're going to have to get that from, but suck it up. Like, it's time. Like you said, Tommy, they got to play tough, and I think that starts with what they can get done on the lines of scrimmage. That offensive line, they need to have a big game this week. All right, I think, yeah, they do need to get physical, but I think it all starts with the mental, man. You better be sharp this game. I don't want to hear any excuses for, you know, wide receivers lining up in the wrong spot, whatever the case may be. I'm not just talking about Parker Washington. I'm talking I about know. Calvin Ridley. I'm talking about old. There's no more mental mistakes, no more blown assignments, none of that crap. In. You, your, your margin for error is non-existent. You know, you got it. You cannot give up plays that shouldn't be there. You know, this feeds into, like, don't allow the big fluke play. That was one of our keys last week. Yeah. It's not a fluke when Jamar Chase beats you, but – Teams that struggle offensively, if you open the door with one blown coverage and they get that 40-yard play, that could be the difference in the football game. So I got to see this team play the most mentally sharp game of the season, and that's going to be on the road in a hostile environment. We'll see if they're up to it. Uh, taking it from Sean Payton, just to add, like, do your job. Your job is to know your position and know everything about it. So do your job. I'm going to say don't let Miles Garrett turn into Chris Jones like Chris Jones did in week two against this team. Do not let him dominate. He is very capable of dominating. He will line up over your center and crush him. He'll come on the outside and do the same thing. Do not let him take over. I would not leave my tackles one-on-one -on -one with him many times. I would chip him with a back. I would use the tight end feral. I would use some whatever I have to do to make sure that my quarterback is taken care of and that we get some movement on that de defensive line so we can get the ball going on the ground. Cleveland has the number one ranked pass defense in the league, but they're just 14th against the run, giving yeah. up just over 107 yards a game. If the Jags rushed for 125 on Sunday, they win the game. Agreed. Yeah. Good uh, Dearness Johnson revenge game. Ooh, yeah. I always I like for the it. revenge narrative. Yeah, I, I have no idea if he has any – Ill will towards <laughs> Cleveland, but I hope he plays like he does yeah, uh, this absolutely. weekend because I, I think it's got to be a combination of those guys this week getting it done. And look, I, whether it's Flacco, whether it's Dorian Thompson Robinson, right. you got to create big plays defensively in this game, whether that's turnovers or just getting sacks, forcing punts, not allowing 11 yard completions on third and 10 at yeah. key spots in the game. Make the, the critical plays. It doesn't all look. Pick six, we'll take it, right? Yeah. Sack fumble, we'll take it. Damn oh, that's right. great. But make some big defensive stops in key moments. Come up with the be – the, be the team going, oh, you know, not going, how do they just convert that one again on us? You know, yeah. Just get the stops, especially when you get into third and medium. Create some third and mediums. Create some third and longs. They didn't do enough of that yeah. against Cincinnati. It starts with, with stopping the run early.
And you know they're going to try it oh, with yeah. Ford, with Hunt, with Strong, the whole lot of them. They're going to try to run the ball with the quarterback if Dorian Thompson-Robinson plays yep. as well. So force them into some obvious passing situations, which usually leads to more defensive big plays, whether they're turnovers or not. We'd all take five turnovers right now, but uh, you can mention that every single yep. week. Uh, what do you got for a score? I'm you can going, go Trevor and non-Trevor if you want. Well, uh, my one final key is the cuz has got to make every kick. Three out of four is very good, but four out of four is a lot better. I think mm-hmm. we're going to need the Cuz this this uh, week. I got Jag seventeen, Brown sixteen. Okay, one point game. Tony, I'll take the uh, Jaguars twenty three thirteen. I'm going uh, seventeen thirteen, and I'm going. Uh, that's the Trevor Lawrence model. I go Browns thirteen to seven with the Bethard model. Ooh, so, ooh, key to victory. Juicy sixteen. Get out there. I mean, look. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, It would be, but, I mean. It is what it is. I feel like, you know, I mean, I I really, at this point, I feel like Trevor's going to play. That's going to give him somewhat of a boost. We're going to have a massive, even a less than 100% Trevor Lawrence should be a massive advantage at quarterback. Now, it wasn't this week. That's not because of Trevor. That's because Jake Browning played up to a higher level than we expected. This defense cannot allow that yep. against either of these quarterbacks. By the way, Flacco's still got an arm. Would yeah. If you can whip it. if if you give him time, yep. you better be tight on your coverage on the back end cuz he'll throw it 50 yards flipping his line. wrist, man. Yep. Lock it in, guys. You got five one-game seasons remaining. That's right. what you got left. Last week on Monday it felt like they were a team that were buying into all that one seed. We're a 10-point favorite at home Monday night football. Yeah, you're right. It's like they bought season. into all that. It's five one-game seasons, guys. Go yeah. get them all. All right, let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Matt Hayes is here. Our uh, work is done, Matt. We've done all we can to secure a Jaguar victory against the Cleveland Browns. Don't drop the ball now. It's up to you guys to get it across the finish line. And anything uh, short of a victory will be laid in your lap. Are you ready for the responsibility? <laughs> well, fight! That's, that's Look at this my skinny response. guy over here, by the way. By man. the way, that's my response. Fight! Yeah. I want to see fight Sunday. No doubt. Right? Yeah, they need it, man. From the first play, man. Yeah. Yep. I just, I don't, I don't understand how it's just up and down and up and down every right. week, man. Every week it's, are they going to be ready to play? Are they going to go out there and actually fight? Right. And that's the blueprint against them right now. Yeah. Be physical. Yeah. And you got a chance. We got to show that they got they got to they get back to that pounding and, and get nasty fight. Yeah, yeah, but nasty fight. Yeah, dirty. Yes, got to get dirty sometimes. I out agree there, completely. Man. Cup shots, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Whatever. Look, I'm, you just, gotta, I'm, I'm you not do, saying man. what you do, but you got to get dirty. Some specifics, <laughs> you know, a little jab in the throat, throat maybe jab. They can't breathe so much. I poke. poke I don't in know. The eye, right? Yeah, yeah. scrap their eye. Fish hook the mouth. Right. No, no spitting. That's a Push on their nose as I'm hard as he can. Trying to go through like the Make whole Gordon Soli, you know, shot to the solar plexus. Uh, yeah, you that's know, good too. He fish hooked the mouth. That's right. Do that's something. Disgusting wrestlers. Uh, all right, Matt, what do you have coming up on your program today? We're talking ball. We're talking, uh, of course, Jaguars. We got our coach coming in. We're going to get into some of that. And uh, got more of this what's going on in Gainesville stuff. Mm. Wow. Who's left? You are not. If you are not a, a Gators fan, you are enjoying this. Immensely. Yeah. Well, I'm not a Gators fan, but I'm not necessarily enjoying it. But it's Long wild. Live this whole Billy thing. Napier. I was telling the guys, I read somewhere Marvin Harrison Jr. might get $30 million to stay for a year. Well, he's 
So 30. allegedly, allegedly, Ohio State offered C.J. Stroud thirteen million to stay. Okay, so if Marvin Harrison's gonna, if he's gonna stay at Ohio State, this is the point I made yesterday, and avoid maybe the second overall pick, which would be thirty, what, four million, thirty-six yeah. million? For, is that's that right? For over four years. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. But still, that's a guaranteed amount of money there. Right. And you start your career, and you got, one you got all kind of stuff going on. That's incredible. I don't know. If somebody's offered me $30 million to come back for one uh, more year, I I will. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't, I don't know what the number is. but if somebody, That's what Tom said he heard was 30. I heard 30. That's, that's he what I read this morning. That he could get up to 30 to stay. He's going to stay and get $30 million and lose to Michigan again? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but, you know, he'll be like, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, Need uh, my Rolls Royce. Well, that was the reason fine. he wanted to come back, because he wants to beat Michigan and win the national title. Uh-huh. That's, uh-huh. He's yeah, going to go by the that. governor's yeah. mansion in Columbus. Hey, Gov, keep moving out of the way. I got Goals $30 change. Million. Goals change. All right, Matt, have a great show. Hi, right, boys. Appreciate it. Matt Hayes with the uh, XL Primetime crew for the next three hours. Tommy, any uh, any gigs? No Wind gigs, up. no gigs. Uh, uh, my daughter has a gig tomorrow night, though, out at the Beaches Pavilion with Deck the Chairs. I always do a Christmas dance performance with Nancy Dance, so that'll be fun. Tonight, a couple parties, which, you know, they'll be fun. I got to pace myself because there's two of them. <laughs> I got to stay awake longer is what that means, so I'll do that. And then uh, Sunday, doing the, the early kickoff show here with Mia. And then going to sit on the couch and hopefully watch our Jags whoop some ass. Right on, Tony. Yeah. Uh, not a surprise, just the bit of news here. The Jags have officially placed Christian Kirk on the injured reserve list. Mm. We just knew it was coming, right? Yeah. It's just a formality at that point. But they have officially got that done. No, no plans this weekend. All right. I'll see you on Sunday morning. I'll see you there on you Sunday go. as well. Beauty. Going to go hit some golf balls. That's, nice. That's my life. Hell yeah, man. Hit some golf balls, do some radio shows. Got yep. radio tonight, tomorrow, all day Sunday. It's football season. Tis the season. Tis the season. Pockets, have a good weekend. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. There we go. That'll do it for us. Hopefully, Victory Monday with David Grimard joining us next week. Thanks to Aaron Beasley for joining us early in the program today. In studio, good to have him back in Jacksonville. For Tommy Mack, Tony Smith, and Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. Stick around. XL Primetime is next, and go Jags.